following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plato, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, last week we talked about your big trip to Amarillo, Texas, and you were speaking. <laughs> I, I called it Armadillo. That's right. And, and, and I told them on radio I've called it Armadillo. Well, I, I, we only let people know on Friday that I was going to be doing this um, today, to, uh, yesterday. Right. And, so. you, and you spoke, I want to know how that trip went, but you spoke on topic of hope, and we even say it, well, it's in our name, obviously, but we, uh, we say it here often that uh, as you close out the program, and as, as I do my part to close out the program, that uh, we would wish that people would hang on to hope. So mm-hmm. how do you do that? <laughs> well, understand that our God is a God of hope, and it's very clear that when we see all the references in the Bible to hope, it's not hope, just wishful thinking. Um, so I just I need to define it a little bit. Um, there is cultural hope. You know, just, you know, gee, uh, Jeff, I, you know, I hope we can uh, meet together on uh, discussing things. You know, mm-hmm. are, are you available at 3 o'clock? Well, I hope so. Well, that that's just a desire, right? Which is different from biblical hope. So, in other words, there is cultural hope, which is an optimistic desire that something will be fulfilled, but it's not guaranteed hope because it's subject to uh, changeable people and circumstances. Hope, identified as Christian hope is an optimistic assurance that something will be fulfilled. Now, this hope is guaranteed, guaranteed hope, not subject to change, but rather anchored in Christ, Jesus himself, um, and and every promise that's in the Word of God. <clears throat> and, and the Bible says we have this hope, an anchor for the soul, firm and secure, and that hope is referred to, the context is Jesus himself. So it's what he can do in us and literally to to conform our thinking to his thinking. So how do you hold on to hope? Let me just answer uh, in, based on what God has said, and it's using God's word to counter negative thoughts. For example, if um, if you were to say, I, I've lost all hope. God says, hold on to my hope. And that's based on Psalm 62, verse 5. My soul, uh, find rest in God, uh, in, sorry, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. If my hope comes from him, it's based on what he has promised in his word, and it is based on the Lord Jesus Christ himself, based on what the Bible says. But some people just say, well, it's just impossible. My situation is impossible. You can think it's impossible, but God says what is, it's actually Jesus what is impossible with man is possible with God. 
So God is saying to us, all things are possible based on my character, based on my promises. All things are possible with me, meaning God himself. And there, there will be some who, though, will say, just, I, I can't do it. I, you know, I, I, uh, and, and they feel defeated. Well, anything God tells you to do, you can do. The Bible says, faithful is the one who calls you, and he will do it. And I love that scripture. I never will forget the first time I read it. I went, what? And I read it again, and I read it again. Faithful is the one who calls you, and he will do it. Meaning, be, and I had become a Christian, and, and it, the point is, if I've humbled my heart and received Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior, which I had done, um, I, I, it changed my understanding of how to live life. Uh, it isn't just try harder. It's if, if I need to change in any area. I did have bitterness against my dad because of how he treated my mother and just many things that were morally uh, wrong. And um, I, I didn't realize that I needed to change. Well, um, then I started feeling convicted I needed to change. But the point is, I then read a scripture. It's Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So whatever you're thinking, does it line up with God's thinking? Does it line up with God's word? If God calls you to change, you can change. If you know there's certain things you're doing wrong, I hope this is making sense, Jeff. Mm -hmm. You're saying, how do you get, yes. how, how, how do you have hope? Well, we've got to understand if, if there's something that needs to change within us, well, Christ, if Christ lives in you, and I know he does in you, Jeff. I know he does in me because the Bible says it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And we've given him control of our lives. Therefore, then whatever he tells you to do, you can do. I no matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-917 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. What does the Bible say about anxiety, abuse, or grief? 
Does the Bible really say anything about addiction, boundaries, or dealing with difficult people? As June Hunt has often said, there really are biblical solutions to all of life's struggles. We are excited to let you know about the newest and most comprehensive resource from June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart, the Care and Counsel Library. Developed over a span of 35 years with the help of pastors, counselors, and ministry leaders, the Care and Counsel Library is a 50-topic, 10-volume set of books which provide clear answers from God's Word on real-life issues. This is a must-have resource for anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom. And right now, you can save 25% when you get the whole set. Check out the Care and Counsel Library today at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We're here because of your ongoing prayers and your continued support of this ministry. We thank you for that. If you have any questions about tonight's topics or any number of topics, there are over 100 of our Keys for Living that will help you to address your situation. Keys for Living provide biblical hope and practical help on a variety of topics and something is sure to connect with whatever you're dealing with in your life. So just talk to our customer support team about that. Their number is 800-488-HOPE. Anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, you can reach out to them. As I want to mention, one of our keys for living, as June talked about the topic of hope, our keys for living on that topic called the anchor for your soul. And uh, they can help you get that resource or any of the other that might be helpful for you. Again, 800-488-HOPE is the number to call. Also, check out our website if you'd like to see a full uh, listing of our, all of our resources. That would be the Keys for Living, our Lifeline to Hope online training, uh, June's books and Bible studies, even music CDs there as well at hopefortheheart.org slash store. Well, when we get to our caller for tonight, this evening we welcome a caller who listens to our podcast. You can do that too wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and uh, we'll, we'll be there Listed as Hope in the Night. You can find it right there. And uh, this caller tonight from Kansas, we welcome Jason. Well, hi, John, Jason. Welcome to Hope. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm glad to be here. Good. Well, how can we help you? I'm, I'm going through a lot. Uh, my wife left me three weeks ago. She hasn't been home. Um. I'm going through, like like I said, I'm going through a lot. Um, wow. What was the reason for her leaving you three weeks ago? Well, there's a lot. She says I'm a narcissist. Um, I had some roommates living with me, and I had some seizures going on, and my roommates picked me up from the, from the hospital. I went to the hospital because I was at work. And I had a seizure. Couldn't pick, or my wife couldn't pick me up because she was at work. And he picked me up, and I asked for a drink, and he wouldn't take me to the to get me a drink. So I got into an argument with him, and we were on the highway, and I turned the car off. And on the highway, and he got mad at me. He grabbed my throat. And 
No, no, wait, wait a minute. Who, who is this? He is this one of the? You said roommates that you have roommates yeah. Yeah. in the home of your of uh, is, now are these guys who pay um, like a monthly amount for a room or what? What is yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And is that yeah. has your wife? In the in, car. Okay, but but let me ask this. So uh, is your wife? Uh, 100% okay with the renting of the room to these roommates? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that wasn't a problem. Okay. That was part of the problem. Um, she got scared because there was kids in the car at the time, and she thought I was in a hurt. Um, I was trying to hurt them and the kids. Um, Why did she think you were trying to hurt the kids? Because I turned the car off during the, uh, in the in the middle of the highway. Okay, and whose kids were these? They were the the roommates. Okay. All right, and uh, yet you and the roommate, specifically this guy, you were having. Would do we say call it an altercation, a fight, um, sure, a, an argument? Yes. Because over a drink. Uh, and what kind of drink? Are you talking about alcoholic? No, just a regular um, soda pop. Okay. So, and why did why would he, why would he not stop to for you because, to get a drink? Because his kids um, can't stand the heat and get seizures because of the heat. And he didn't want to leave his kids out in the car in the heat. So did they have to get out of the car? Did, but did they have to get out of the car, Jason? No, he didn't have to get out of the car. I had to get out of the car. Okay, so they were, your friend was... Um, Picking you up because you had a seizure. What kind of seizure is this? I have grandma seizures. Okay. Des describe it, it, yet describe it, what that does to you. It. Um. I have convulsions. Um. It knocks me out. Um. I. <laughs> Urinate on myself. Um, I'm tired. Um, it, yeah, it it, it draws mm. me out. I'm very tired. Um, yes. Yeah, I have someone close to me in my life that has seizures, and I know how challenging. She doesn't know when they will come on. Um, so it can be very disconcerting because, you know, when you just don't know. But I just wanted to hear how you described it. So um, what is the the core for her leaving three weeks ago? And what is her ultimate purpose? Because I, she thinks that I have narcissistic personality. Mm-hmm. Okay. And on, on this whole thing, 
with the whole kids. It scared her. I was going to do it to her. You were going to do what to her? Do this to her. If, like, we get into a fight, altercation to her, and I turned off the kids, if I turned off the car in the middle of the highway. She was scared. Okay. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? You're, you're saying that if, if you turn the car off... The, in the heat, uh, it could be terribly uh, uncomfortable, um, and she or could be dangerous, and so she was afraid you would do that to her. Is that what you're saying? Correct. And what did? How did you respond when she said that to you? I said I wouldn't do it to you. Okay. And did you ever do that to somebody else? No, I, I never did that to anybody else. Okay. She, she just had a fear that you would do this. Yes. Now, what, what, what was her, what is her ultimate disposition regarding you? You said she left three weeks ago. What is her plan? What, or what is her desire? She says she wants the divorce. Oh. One minute that she says that she it's going to take a while to come back, and then I don't know what she wants. One minute she says she wants the divorce, and then I feel like she's playing games. So you think it's a threat, but not reality. It's Correct. just that she's playing games. So, has she indicated, I am going to file, as she said, or anything that she has a plan to do? She said she doesn't have a plan, really. Um, one minute she says something, and then one minute she's, she's okay with it, and then... I don't know what's going on, because one minute we're talking, next minute we're not talking. Okay, then what, give me what you really want. What would be your desire within your relationship? I would like for us to get back together and work these, and work these problems out. I, I have fear of rejection and and I, and fear, and fear of, I can't even pay my rent, and I, I I'm so lost, and because I, um, I can't go back to work until I get a doctor's note saying that I can go back to work, and I can't even work. I have a, I have a doctor's appointment on Friday, um, saying I can go back to work, but I haven't been able to go back to work until, for two weeks. And I won't have a check coming up, and I'm getting help through through um, churches and programs to help me. I got food from my church, Life Point, and Valley Center, just to get me some food. I'm lost, and okay. I'm hurting. 
I'm, I just want some hope, and I want some, I want some help. So it sounds like you need to need a concrete plan of what you can do to work together with her. Yes. Have you had uh, access to somebody who can help you with the plan, such as a wise counselor? No, I don't. Okay. Um, they want me... To I mean, I've got, I've got a, I've got kind of a plan, but I'm come up with three hundred and fifty dollars to help pay my rent, and but I don't know how I'm going to come up with three hundred and fifty dollars. But they'll, they said they'll pay three hundred. They said they'll pay three hundred and fifty dollars if I can come up with three hundred and fifty dollars. But then I have my other bills, and my water's going to be shut off on the first. I, I'm so lost. And I need some help. I, I I I want my wife back. So, what would convince her that you are very serious about the marriage? Or does she, do you think she knows that she genuinely wants uh, that you genuinely want her back for her? Not just to help the bills. Does she know personally that... I think she does. Okay. And if she were back, would that be some of an answer, at least a partial answer, uh, just financially to pay the bills? I want, her, I want her back because I'm on that. But that would that would and help. That would help. I think that's what you're saying. Right. Okay. Well, let's come I, back and talk about specifically. I just want her to think that the whole I want her back. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to talk about what your options are. And um, Lord, um, Lord, I just pray you would give our friend your wisdom for what are the specifics. That Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that he accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as his precious beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org.
World Class Hope Together Conference is returning to Allen, Texas this October with leading experts and over 50 ministry training sessions, including crisis and trauma response, lay counseling, marriage and family, mental and emotional health, life coaching, and leadership. Hear from dynamic speakers featuring Nick Vujicic, Taya Kyle, Gary Wilkerson, James Ward, General Bob Dees, Steve Arterburn, Dr. Joshua Straub, Dr. Eric Scalise, and our very own June Hunt. Join a genuine supportive community of like-minded friends and leaders who have answered the call and discover our growing network with year-round support for your ministry needs. Register now at hopetogether.com. That's hopetogether.com. And don't miss the life-changing experience of the Hope Together Conference. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. If you have any questions, concerns about the topics that we bring up here on the program, they can talk to you about that and help you access the resources that would be most helpful for you. And uh, their number again, 800-488-HOPE. Or you can email them if you would like to do that and... uh, their email address is customer support at hopefortheheart.org, customer support at hopefortheheart.org, and ask your questions to them there regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program. Let's return to our conversation tonight with Jason. Well, Jason, um, I'm just praying for what God wants you to do to be clear. I'm just going to repeat what I believe you said, and correct me if I'm wrong anywhere. You said your wife left you three weeks ago. She is saying you're a narcissist. Um, uh, you said that you had a seizure. Uh, it's a grand mal seizure. I've and um, actually. You've had a number of them. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And um, so did you get a medical checkup for this? I've had them all my life. Ah, okay. Um, and you said uh, you're this one of the men who is in your house as a, as like a roommate who is yeah, uh, no longer rent. in my house. Oh, oh, he's no longer in the house. Okay, correct. So that, um, but that he picked you up, meaning he was able to to give you um, transportation back from the hospital and um, you were in the car you wanted a a beverage something to drink uh, he he was a passenger but because you, you were driving and... no I was driving he was driving okay he was driving okay sorry and so um because he wouldn't get the beverage for you, um, how did you, then? How were you able to cut the car off? Did you I just reach over? I'm sorry. What did you say? I reached 
walked over and turned the car oh. off. Okay, got it. And did you grab the keys or something? Yes, I did. Okay, so the kids got upset, and then later she was afraid that you would do the same to her. Correct. He's. She said she wants a divorce, but it sounds like there could be ambivalence because you said, I feel she's playing games, but yet um, your objective would be you would like to get back together. You do have a fear of rejection, and you are at this point getting some help um, through, like, your church, um, but you need you need finances to pay the upcoming rent, uh, and you're concerned the water's going to be cut off, but you also want your wife back. Now, Correct. Am I have I? Is anything wrong about what I said? No. Okay. And <clears throat> um, where is your wife right now? That I don't know. Um, there's been speculation she's staying with another roommate's um, boss's house, but I'm not for sure. Okay. So is the problem that... that um, that the two of you have have been having difficulties for a while? Has is that yeah, would that be said, accurate? My wife told me she said that I changed about a year and a half ago. Um that I, I and I don't understand. I I just don't know how I changed. She said that I was the kind and smart and funny and caring person and then she said that I changed and I was not that person anymore and I felt like I was but I, I felt like my joy was had left me um and maybe that's where it all began. Um, and maybe that's where all of this started. I know my wife's mom died about a year ago, actually about a year and a half ago. Um, and I wasn't really there for her um, when her mom died. I felt like she had to deal with it on her own. Um, I stayed home and she stayed at her mom's, um, because my, my mom passed away and I know I had to go through it by myself. So maybe that's why I had to have her go through it by herself. Why would she have to go by it, go through it by herself? Because I went through it by myself. But you're two my, different people. When my mom passed away. Well, but you that that was what you did, but that doesn't mean that was meaningful to her. It, back for many, there can be shared sorrow and a support just because there can be words of consolation and 
compassion that could be shared. Uh, going through something alone, uh, a person can do it, but that doesn't mean it's, in fact, there's, there's, there are many scriptures that say, for example, to bear one another's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. And there are multiple verses in the Bible where two are better than one. This is Ecclesiastes. Well, they have. Mm -hmm. she had brothers and sisters, so I was trying to stay out of the the whole estate stuff. So I trying to back off a little bit, and because I didn't want to get involved in the whole estate stuff, and that's maybe why I I, I backed off on whole the whole issue. Is that what she wanted you to do, though? No. Because it, I mean, this is a hard time for many when it's a parent who who has died, who has meaning, um, you know, precious meaning, precious memories. Um, and I, I understand you're saying you thought that that was best, but I can assure you there are many who would say I, I, that's when I, I need my marriage partner. Um, if, if that was not what was her choice, uh, did did uh, did she indicate that she wanted you um, with her? Yes and no. Did she ever say that to you? She told me, like, one time she wanted me there. And I just told her I wanted to be at home. I didn't really want to go over there because I didn't have anywhere to sleep, really. There was no bed because she only had twin beds over there. How far away was this from where you lived? Only about 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> Well, <clears throat> you could always, um, well, I, I can think of many options. Um, you could be there, and then if you needed to sleep in your own bed, that's one thing. But um, as a marriage partner, um, there there wasn't a, a place for where the two of you could be together. Was there a bed for the two of you? No, there wasn't. Okay. I'm just trying to be realistic here from the many, many situations I've seen where there is a loss of a parent. Um, if she wanted you there, at least were you there for all the waking hours? No, I mean, I was there, I mean... It was a couple times, most of the time I was there. There was a couple days that I didn't go there. Um, but most of the time I was there. Mm hmm Okay. I, I, I say two or three I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. 
did you saying like for two or three days you were not there? Is that what you said? Correct. Okay. Well, usually when there is a major loss, um, this is where those who are care caring people that are very significant, um, they they attend to being uh, being present and just looking for ways to meet needs or to have at times meaningful conversations with family members and you look for opportunities to serve um, it, and it's it's not based on what our situation has been in the past it's what is most meaningful for our loved one in this case your wife and I'm just I'm just telling you that um, I know you said that you went through it alone but that and that that you may have done that but that may not have meant that she would be that obviously was not her preference and so it it's possible if you think that that well I'll just ask do you think that she ended up feeling disappointed or hurt that you were not there the time, all the times that you thought that that you thought you should be it'd be okay for you to be gone yes I, I believe she did okay well I will tell you what I would say to anyone in that situation all of us have chosen wrong and you could say I've been thinking about when your mom died and I wish I had been aware that I really needed to do just be attentive to what you felt your need was if you needed me just to be there um, and it's got to come from the heart if you if you believe this but if you did it would say I I wish I had been there for you the whole time struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life. June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. If you or a loved one are struggling with a difficult life issue, 
We want to encourage you to check out the free resources from June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. At hopefortheheart.org forward slash free, you'll find over 50 free resources that you can download straight to your phone or computer. Our free PDF resources provide quick answers from God's Word on real-life issues, including anger, abuse, anxiety, family issues, forgiveness, and more. They are absolutely free and easy to access. Many of our listeners have found these to be helpful for overcoming personal challenges, and some have found them to be a useful ministry tool to share with others who need help with a personal struggle like guilt, stress, or worry. Whatever issue you or a loved one are facing, you can find helpful free resources at hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you're listening to Hope in the Night. Uh, This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE. That's anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. Their number again, 800-488-4673. That's 800-488-HOPE. If there's a situation in your life and you'd like to get some insight on that, see what really what God's heart is on that, and speak with June about that situation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, the number is 800-NIGHT-17. That's 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. And when you call, just leave us a message there. We'll get back to you and talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night just to see what your questions would be and to find out your availability. And we hope you can be on the program soon. We do have availability coming up in the next few days, so we'd like to make you a part of the program here. The number again, 800-NIGHT-17. That's 800-644-4817. Let's return to our conversation with Jason. Well, Jason, I appreciate you giving me information that helps me understand part of what you are experiencing. Uh, How old are you, my friend? I'm 47. Okay. And you've been married for how long? Um, October 6th will be five years. Okay, five years. And so you said a, a year ago, your her, your wife's mother died. And, a year and a half ago, actually. Okay, thank you. Um, and, you know, you just definitely brought this up because... Obviously, there was something significant about that, and you indicated that, you know, you said, I stayed home, at least I wrote that down as you said it, and uh, you were trying not to get involved in the whole estate issue, but what's clear is um, she did say she wanted you there, and you instead um, did distance yourself. And I'm just going to say that those who are grieving, those who mourn, um, I want you to think of it this way. Staying away from those who grieve is kind of like, it's like withholding medicine from a sick person. 
doing this keeps them from receiving the comfort and help and support you could give. And God wants us to empathize with those who are mourning. Listen to the scripture, Romans 12, verse 15. Mourn with those who mourn. Um, and so it, it, it's very specific how we are to be sharing our heart, sharing care. Um, sometimes we don't even know what the person needs, but we are there for whatever we can do. Sometimes it's just helping uh, with some of the practical needs. It, it, it expresses, I care enough to be here, but I'm here for you. And if that seemed to be a wound for her, wounding that you were not there as as much as she would want, um, that could be an important thing for you to address. Meaning to say, I wish I had known how to be a help and I... I've been thinking about this. But now tell me, what do you think about what I've said? If you don't agree, I need to hear that. Uh, I agree. Um, and I've dealt with it, some of it, but I don't think I've dealt with it all I, 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 I can. Um, I, I don't think I've done it in depth. Mm-hmm. What do you think would help you deal with it? Um, I don't know. I, 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 I need to soul search and go to God with that. Well, there's a scripture that I was going to quote. It says in Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. If two lie together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. And then it says, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So I want, uh, what I'm, I'm just giving you what the and Bible that says. Ecclesiastes what? That was Ecclesiastes chapter 4. It's fall, immediately following the book of Proverbs. Um, and it's, it's important um, because this is written by the person that's identified as as the wisest person um, who would ever live, Solom, Solomon. He wrote not only Proverbs, um, but also uh, he wrote Ecclesiastes, and it's 
It is filled with wisdom at the, in the latter years of his life. And I think it's important to understand um, what wisdom we can learn. But it again, it's Ecclesiastes 4, uh, beginning in verse uh, nine, verse nine, that I, I read, nine through uh, twelve. Okay. And I think we're, we're looking at biblical principles. By the way, does it matter to you um, what the Bible says? Yes, it does very much. Okay. Um, it the the Bible is is very clear about the importance of coming alongside a person where there's commitment, where there's significant relationship, whether it's in in um, marriage or in friendship. Uh, the impact that we can have with one another is very significant. And therefore, uh, especially in, in times of grief, um, there are many, many uh, verses in the Bible that are are important at, in terms of how we are used by God to help one another. And so I think if it, if what what kind of relationship did your wife have with her mother? We had a great relationship. Um, she had a very close relationship with her mom. Were you glad for that? Yes, I was. Okay, good. Well, it may be that you would even take time to write some things down about that were positives about her mother and just say, as I think about your mother and the relationship that the two of you had, since I know many don't have that kind of relationship, it was such a positive to see the relationship you had with her. And then you can reflect if you think that God wants you to address the fact that, because you obviously brought it up and you said she did want you there and you did not feel, uh, you, you, you did not, um, were not there as much as would be meaningful to her. You could, you, if, you, if you feel this is right, you would say, as I've been thinking about it, I wish I had been there for you in a meaningful way, more of the time. Now, is that correct? Yes. Does that, so that represents your situation. Because, you see, if for her to, to say that you're a narcissist, you understand what that means? Yes, it means that, that I, I'm using myself more self than anything that I'm trying to bring myself out instead of I'm not bringing empathy into the situation. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Therefore, if she thinks that you're a narcissist, and I can promise you the narcissists that I know, which are very few, but my, my, my dad would have definitely been a narcissist. Everything had to only be his way. And um, so it was, yeah, I, I'm very aware of how difficult it was because none of us had any say in anything. And um, I saw many times where it was very unwise, the things that he was doing. But um, that, it's not that you are him. I'm just saying for her to think that you are a narcissist, for you to write something it would have to be genuine from your heart, but you t you seem to have a high view of her mother, correct? Yes. And you, because I could I could tell even in the the tone of your voice, um, and that you were glad. I think that could speak a lot, I, I, meaningfully. It could speak meaningfully, meaningfully to her that you respected uh, the relationship and that you, in retrospect, would wish that you had done anything you could to have been of help to her. Now, that could let her know that you are willing to, to change. You're willing to think in a different way if you think that this is what the Lord would want you to do. See, this is part of, of what we have to do is figure out what is not meaningful to me, but what's meaningful to the person that I love. Because it can be very different. Right. And I think, and I know that that, that can seem small, but it could be huge to her. I see your so, point. so think about the things that are meaningful to her write them down if we had time we would be talking about those things um, what speaks love to her not to you but all the way from what is her favorite color <laughs> what, what is her favorite food what is, what is meaningful to her because that's what we do in relationships we give what is meaningful to the other person. We reach out, that saying, I'm thinking about you. I care enough to do something that's meaningful to you. We will send keys for living on forgiveness called Releasing You is Freeing Me. We also have resources on the topic of marriage. It's called To Have and To Hold, another one of our keys for living. And we send resources out because of your generous support of this ministry. You enable that. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash hope. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.